Welcome back to another episode of Creative-ish. We are your hosts. I'm Ariana. And I'm Kelly. Today we have an episode that has sprinkles of a variety of topics, but basically it stems from an idea I had a few days back, the idea of being so good that you cannot be ignored. And I had this idea a couple of days back where I was, no joke, just straight up stalking one of my favorite creative agencies out there in the world and Walsh and Walsh they're based in New York they're amazing they also do like basically everything they do graphic design video production 3d and the caliber of their work is chef's kiss and yeah Jessica Walsh the founder of Ann Walsh I really have admired her for so long she's basically one of the key persons that influenced me into jumping on to being a creative person or being a graphic designer back in the day when I found her. So yeah, I was just like looking back at her trying to get some inspiration. And while I was looking at her work and her agency's work and her team and just like how amazing she's become in, in these past years, I was just reflecting on what exactly are the factors that make someone become so great at what they do that make you become an iconic figure in your industry. What I came up with is that I think there are three factors that go into you becoming so good that you cannot be ignored. Number one is your skill set, of course. Number two is dissatisfaction. And number three is obviously passion. So always being a little dissatisfied by your work, always improving and evolving your skill set, and always having the passion to constantly wanting to create better work. So today we're going to be diving deeper into those three things and kind of sharing like our point of view and how these three things have been part of our journey and maybe give you guys some tips on how you can implement these in your life as well. First, let's start off with dissatisfaction. It's what drives us to continue to do better work and continue to create new things. Because if we were completely satisfied with our work and what we're doing, we would just be recycling the same old ideas. We would be staying in the same place. We would be, yeah, just not evolving and not creating anything better if we were just... You know, completely satisfied. Exactly, completely satisfied with what we're doing. So as creatives and business owners, we must always have that dissatisfaction within us so that we can continue to grow. And one of the concepts we also recently discovered is a term called blissful dissatisfaction. And we heard it from Ed Milet. And essentially what blissful dissatisfaction means is that you are grateful for the moment that you are in right now, but you're looking to the future with hunger, with motivation, knowing that there's so much more ahead of you and so much more you can learn and so much more you can accomplish and do. And the reason that I bring blissful dissatisfaction into this is because as creative business owners, a lot of us do have that dissatisfaction most of the time, but it's also very important that Yes, you do have the dissatisfaction and the drive to do better things, but at the same time, like be grateful for where you are right now and in some parts a little content because then that dissatisfaction can really like fog you and maybe make you feel like you're not doing enough, like you're not good enough. And essentially you might quit or you might give up or you might not put your work out there because 
while you're constantly in this dissatisfaction. And so there's a very fine line between dissatisfaction and perfectionism. That's why I bring that term here when we're talking about dissatisfaction, because I also don't want you guys to get so overwhelmed with dissatisfaction that you guys quit altogether. Yeah, there's like a, a very fine line between knowing, okay, I've done the best that I can do with my skill set right now. I know that I can improve. It's basically just always seeing the opportunity in your work and your business and everything that you do there is always an opportunity in the future for you to do maybe 10% better maybe 5% better so it's realizing that but also not letting dissatisfaction discourage you the yeah. way we want you to think about this dissatisfaction that we're talking about and why you should always be a little dissatisfied with your work the way we want you to look at it is as a driver as the rocket fuel that you need to like propel you forward and to get you to do amazing and great things it's always just seeing the opportunity always asking yourself how can this be better always looking how you can improve your skill set also basically just realizing that no one owes you anything i know that online people are always yipping and yapping about the tiktok algorithm the instagram algorithm and how they're not getting any views and how they're not getting any, any engagement Well, the TikTok algorithm doesn't owe you anything or the Instagram algorithm, not even your community. They don't owe you anything. You need to earn that validation. You need to earn that praise by working hard and by putting in good quality stuff out there and also being consistent. I think that realizing that is a big driver as well. Nobody owes you anything. The world doesn't owe you a fantastic career. It's something that you have to earn. So that dissatisfaction is a big driver for you to grow, for you to do better. And for example, if you're not seeing good results on social media, it's probably for a reason. Um, so try and experiment different things. Try and put a little bit more effort into what you're doing, a little bit more thought and see how you can be constantly improving. I know that it can also feel like a hamster wheel of mm -hmm. always improving and it can get like... How, how much longer will I do this for? Well, as we always say, it's part of the journey. It's part of the journey. Yeah, that's why we bring that concept, blissful dissatisfaction, because it's like, yeah, constantly be dissatisfied, but also be content with where you are and give yourself some grace sometimes, because I know there are some creatives out there that are burning the candle <laughs> mm -hmm. so i think that the dissatisfaction point leads us to our next point which is always evolving your skill set developing your skills is something that i think we're both experts at by now like trying to look for skills that are gonna propel us forward and make us evolve and how can we stack those skills um to the skills that we already have But yeah, Adi and me, we both started off not knowing anything about soap and then we just decided to create a soap business and then we learned about social media and then we learned about photography and then we learned about web design and yada, yada, yada. Now we're here. So the reason we have the business that we have today and any success that we might have is basically based by our drive and our hunger to keep learning new skills and to pushing ourselves out of comfort zones and putting ourselves in situations where we were forced to learn things and yeah um to be 100 transparent well like when i started our studio 
I didn't really know about web design. Mm-hmm. Like I did mockups on and posted them on Instagram, but I didn't really know how to develop those mockups. So I knew that people weren't just going to want me to do a website design mockup. So I had to learn the skill of like also where can I develop these websites, mm-hmm. and that led us to learning how to use Show It. Um, so yeah, I think that always evolving. Adding new skills to to your bank of skills is just always going to benefit you, no matter what. Yeah, most recently we had an experience with a customer turned friend, and we were actually doing a photo shoot with her、um, because she needed help with photos for her website. And you know, we were like, "Well, we can do the photo shoot for you." Like, we have a bit of experience on how to handle a, a camera. <laughs> yeah,、um, and so. That was also a big reason why we decided to add this on the "Be So Good You Can't Be Ignored" episode because she asked us a question. It's, it's a question that's been on our mind, and it was like, "Did you guys like learn this、um, self-taught, or did you guys like learn it from somebody else, and all of that?" And we were like, "No, it was self-taught." Like Addie wanted to take a class in university, and she even bought like all the equipment, and then the class was canceled. A photography class. Yeah, a photography. It was、class. actually a film class, so I bought a film camera, and now I absolutely have no idea how to use it. I know that I could like take an online course, but I don't know. That's done with. <laughs> anyway, but I think that it just started with curiosity、mm-hmm. when I was in high school. I always had the urge to be. A cinematographer, like I wanted to study cinematography for a short period of time, and so I would do like little YouTube videos. I actually have some YouTube videos from that era that are still out there. Yeah, we even made a movie in high school for our cinematography class, and we won, like, from the whole school. Yeah, I mean the competition the, wasn't yeah, very. I was gonna say that, but <laughs> it still was an amazing concept, and I just love creating that movie, and it was so fun, like creating the shot list. Addie was the director, and it was so fun. Yeah, so it was back in the day when I started to learn more about photography, video, and I was actually gifted a camera for like Christmas. I had a Canon, and basically, fast forward, we then had the sew business. Which you know, with that being a small business owner, you basically have to do it all yourself. So、yeah. we had to learn how to do the pictures, do the website. We wanted to create the best of the best pictures. We wanted it to be so aesthetic and so beautiful. And so we were constantly pushing ourselves: how can we make these pictures better? You know, going to random locations to have the best shot and all of that. And thanks to that time that we were working with Botanica and you know developing those skills in photography, which was what really propelled us forward, Adi then got a job at West Elm. Yeah, I actually got the job by showing them the pictures and the stuff that I, the social media stuff that I had created for my own business. So guys, like honestly, if you have a job or a career in mind, start by doing passion work.、Mm-hmm. Start. With whatever you can do today in your own house, you probably have a phone. You probably have a computer that you can do stuff with. That you can create projects that can impress potential employers. Employers.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got the job as a social media manager at West Elm, and basically, to nowadays, 
People also expect the social media manager to be the photographer, the copywriter, like everything, just in the same role. But, but that was the best job Addy could have gotten mm-hmm. because literally after she got the job, she got like a manual that was like 20 pages long about how to manage the social media. And that eventually helped us with other social media clients as well to create like their social media guidelines and all of that. No, it was really helpful to just see that corporate environment on on how they organize things. And um, just like it was really cool. It was probably the funnest job that I could get at that time. And I also had a lot of freedom. So highly recommend. Um, But yeah, also during that time, well, I thought this is going to be my path. So I invested in a really fancy camera, the one that we're using right now, um, which is a Sony a7 III. Yes. And yeah, I think that we just kept learning, kept learning. So now we have photography skills. We haven't hired a photographer for our studio yet. We've DIY'd all our photography for our website and everything. Yeah. And yeah, so we were able to help our friend with her photos for her website. And they turn out so freaking cute. Yeah, they're so beautiful. I was looking at them earlier today and I was like, oh my God, I just love them. And um, it was so fun to do something outside of the computer. Exactly. Yeah, it was so fun and so refreshing. Basically, the point that we want to make is that when you do these skill stacking, and we're doing it with the example of photography and how our photography skill set has evolved over the years. But if you want to work for somebody else or if you want to be an entrepreneur, you got to identify what skills you need to succeed and what's going to make you the go-to option. Because on the other side of Adi, it was me. And I was working with, well, I was working on internships and stuff like that. But I can confidently say that one of the jobs that made me evolve the most was me working at a nut butter company. And it was a really early day. So again, it was like, you know, my own business because we had these two different paths because Addie was on a more corporate vibe. And so she had like, I don't know, like more resources, I guess. And I had to be like scrappy and all of that. And so we really got to develop different skill sets on our own and then come together and be stronger. And so in my job, um, I don't even know what my position was because I was doing so many things. But because I was able to think about what was best for the company and how I could best be basically irreplaceable in some ways and how it could be a jack of all trades. And it was because I was so willing to learn. And basically I was learning on my own and making the business better. And it was because I was passionate. I loved my boss and the owner of the company. And I was like, I want to help you. And so I helped her develop her website because I had developed Botanica's website. So I, you know, refined my web design skills. I refined my photography skills. I refined my copy skills like in that job we even developed an ebook with another person um so yeah i even became a recipe developer we because we had to create content and so i was creating recipes with the nut butters and all of that so i got to refine that skill as well and so many other things that we did and it was just like now we have these skills and it was like 
if you don't have the opportunity now to start your business, look for other people who can give you those skills or how can you develop your skills while somebody else is giving you a paycheck in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I learn these skills getting paid mm-hmm. in a way? Like, think about that. And that's something you can do to really accelerate your growth and your skills. Yeah, honestly, I I don't regret ever getting like those little side gigs. I also did an internship for a while in a branding agency and you know stuff that I was able to show them was that I had skills in Adobe like I could do a bit of graphic design and that also I could do photography so I was like the perfect intern for them I could do a lot of things (laughs) Um, so I think nowadays agencies are really looking for people that are multifaceted Mm -hmm. people that can adapt to different skills and bring different things to the table it really makes you really attractive and honestly you don't even have to be the best at everything that you do but just knowing how to maybe handle different situations it can really be a huge asset to the company and and yeah like kelly said putting yourself in situations where people can pay you for you to develop those skill set like i took that internship in that branding agency knowing that I wanted to learn more about branding, that I wanted to learn more about the agency form. So the I, agency form, the agency, agency style. style. Um, so I learned a lot. I wasn't getting paid actually, yeah. but I got lots of experience. No, yeah, I got internships too. And, you know, sometimes you don't see that much ROI, but I don't think we've ever regretted working with anyone or working for somebody else because it's like you learn so much and sometimes like we heard in the jay klaus episode like jay said imagine having the insight like working for one of the biggest creators or something like that you're gonna have so much insight that you can then apply to your own stuff and to your Mm -hmm. own business and i feel like sometimes i even feel like oh i can go work somebody else to learn some skills that i want to learn and then come back to the business and use it for us because these skills truly make you the go-to option if you're an online business owner i want to tell you about our template shop we have created a beautiful collection of customizable website templates that are designed to excite inspire and convert your potential clients now you can launch your website faster and more efficiently if you feel like your website isn't as good as it should be go check out our templates at ariastudio.co or check the link in the description now back to the conversation and something i wanted to say was for example us we're designers but we've also taken the time to learn copywriting to learn launch strategies and so that makes us really really unique and really attractive like Ari was saying and we don't promote it as such like we're not saying oh we're gonna do your copywriting or oh we're going to do your launch well we do do launch strategy for but for example if a person doesn't buy our launch strategy package we can still give them some tips and some things depending on where they're at especially because not everybody has the budget to like get a copywriter get a photographer get a designer you know get all of the service providers and so how can we meet the clients where they're at so that their experience can be much more valuable and they can walk away feeling very satisfied with the work we did together and that the final product is really good. We want the client to walk away from working with us feeling like they got more than what they paid for. And we love that feeling. And we've gotten testimonials like that. And we we love doing that for our clients because as I said, sometimes they don't have the budget, but they truly want something that is magnificent and beautiful because every business owner wants something 
you know mm -hmm. perfect <laughs> yeah and like you said i think some timeless skills that you can invest your time into learning that will always benefit you no matter what industry no matter what you do i think number one would be copywriting yeah we took a copywriting course way back in the early days best thing we could ever do because we we were clueless about how important copywriting actually is mm -hmm. but it really is like the foundation if you don't know how to sell yourself with words then you're not gonna get anywhere because i think it's how good you are at clarifying the transformation that you offer how good you are at clarifying the problem that you solve and you know actually selling yourself with mm -hmm. words that's everything yeah we're designers and of course we think aesthetics are extremely valuable but sometimes guys sometimes words are even more valuable because if you have a beautiful design and your copy is whack or it's like boring eh, okay like it doesn't really say anything what's the transformation what am i gonna get like what is it if it if people walk away feeling confused exactly you've lost them or they don't understand your offer like mm -hmm. it's like okay well beautiful design but bye i'm out of here mm -hmm. so as designers we truly understand the importance of words i think another timeless skill set for whatever industry is knowing how to sell yourself beyond words like actually selling yourself i think especially if you are like a freelancer or you have your own business or you're doing sales calls we actually do have a whole separate episode all about sales calls if you want extra tips diving deeper into our sales call framework but yeah investing some time into learning selling strategies I think I I learned a lot about selling from Chris Doe. He has the YouTube channel called The Future and they have great videos on selling. Like maybe the best resource out there for like creatives. And the episode number for the one that we're talking about our sales call process and all our tips and tricks is episode number 10. So if you guys are interested in that, you can go check it out. And I, I wanted to tell them also about the copywriting course that we mm. took. So the copywriting course that we took is The Copy Cure by Marie Forleo and Laura, Laura Belgray. Um, it's an amazing course. The UI is chef's kiss. We love it. So it's a great course that we highly recommend. There are also some other courses out there that we haven't taken, but they look amazing. So I'm just going to give you guys ideas. So the other one I like is The Copy House by Caitlin Parker from Copy on Court. Mm -hmm. So that one also looks like a really good course. And Caitlin has some amazing resources, even free, that I would highly recommend checking out. Another timeless skill for all business owners is relationship building because if you want to go fast then go alone but if you want to go far go with others building relationships is very important and the most successful business owners are actively creating relationships and looking for ways to collaborate with other business owners and filling in those gaps on things that they might not know and seeing how they can help other businesses as well and i get it it's scary like pitching yourself and going from not knowing someone to collaborating with someone and building that relationship, especially now because, you know, now we're like all working from home and we're all like in our own spaces, especially if you're a freelancer. Like sometimes we just don't see people in real life. So I get that it can be scary, but oh, I just can't emphasize enough the power of relationships. Like 
in this past two months, we've had so many nice relationships um, blossom, blossom um, and so many encounters. And it truly has been like so much fuel for us to keep working and working harder and also helping others. Like you learn so much as well from teaching others. And it's just a, a magical experience. Yeah, I saw this quote recently on Instagram, which I thought was perfect. And it says something like, the real flex is helping someone that actually can't do nothing for you. So it, it does feel great. And like I said, we helped out our friend with the photo shoot. And honestly, that just felt so great just to be able to express creativity to through another, a different channel mm-hmm. that we usually do. And, you know, it's just it feels so good to be able to help others. It makes you feel useful, valuable. Yeah. Not to like just be about your boosting your ego, but um, it does feel good to. Yeah, it feels good to to feel like you're helping someone. Yeah. Um, and also we're going to be helping another friend like launch his podcast, and it feels so cool because it's like, oh, we built the skills, and now we can help other people as well. And mm-hmm. it's like it's not a transaction; like he's not our client or anything, but it's like you're our friend. Like, of course, we want to help you. We want to see you succeed. You know, we want to see you have success and have fun and Mm -hmm. do all the things yeah so building those relationships is is really fun and even so that with that friend that he's launching the podcast we've even been in talks of creating like a networking event for like young creatives and all that stuff um here in puerto rico um that is going to be completely free because that's what we want we want people to have access and we want people to meet each other because sometimes it can be so hard to like meet people in real life that are also doing similar stuff to you or that they have a creative pursuit so you heard her here first guys we might be up to something we might be up to something so if you want to learn a little bit more you can dm us on instagram um at artstudio.co but yeah it's gonna be completely free and it's gonna be so fun but the details aren't out yet and we're currently in the process of doing that but you know we'll see we'll let you guys know more (laughs) details further on But honestly, to hone in more on relationship building, I think it's also really important to know that there are people out there that can also help you too and help you so much. Like, I think that that's something that I've been thinking about a lot also. Sometimes you don't have to really do it all. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you don't have to be the jack of all traits, just yourself, a little lone wolf doing it all. There's people out there that have skills that could be really valuable to you so that you know reach out to people don't be afraid to ask them for a collaboration like people are so willing like so willing to help others sometimes depending on the person you know but don't be afraid to pitch yourself and to open the door of possibility with someone I've been reading a book that's called The Courage is the Way by Ryan Holiday and he actually talked about this on like one of the sections and it's like have the courage basically that's the point of the book like having courage and being brave and all of that stuff and really has helped me these past few days and has reframed a lot so i highly recommend but yeah he was talking about how not even as a business owner but as a person you know sometimes we're like maybe too proud to ask for help or we want to like prove that we can do things on our own and i'm like Of course, you can do it on your own. But wouldn't it be nice if you asked and you asked for advice and 
you know, you looked outside of yourself and gained some perspective from other people. So have that courage and be brave and put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. But literally the worst that can happen is that you receive a no. Yeah. That's that's all that can happen. Like, why are you afraid? Like, I get it because we've been afraid. But it, when you, like, actually get it, like, oh, it's not that bad. And if they say no, they're probably going to forget about my email or my DM five minutes later. So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. But the possibility of then collaborating and doing something amazing and learning and doing something that could be 10 times better than what you could have done alone. That's a pretty good outcome. And now we can move on to our last skill that we think is essential and timeless and fabulous. And it's what we're doing right now. Public speaking is what we're doing right now public speaking i don't know <laughs> speaking yeah maybe not speaking. public speaking but just like you know, speaking better which is something that we are obviously um in the process of developing <laughs> and becoming better at you know <laughs> using your voice as a channel speaking with confidence and projecting your voice that's something we're learning but yeah, the, out of all the skills, this is the one we want to get the most better at. <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, yeah, so we public admit, we're not the best speakers <laughs> yet. 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 But we're working on it. We're working on it. And this is the number one skill we need to prioritize because I feel like we've got the other ones down. <laughs> but this one is like our number one priority. And we... We're already thinking about it like, I don't know, maybe taking a course or some practices or something. We've been watching videos about it. So whether you're speaking live or you're speaking to a camera, public speaking is a really valuable skill that you can have. Because not all business owners need to be content creators and, you know, talk to the camera, but it certainly does help and can improve your success. Truly. Yes, a lot. Yeah, and I actually took um, a course slash coaching program on the subject on speaking mm-hmm. and the power of your voice. And I think the main thing that I got from that is it's really just about confidence. So I think the first skill, which is, was that the topic of last week's episode? Yeah, that was the topic of last week's episode. The- Trusting yourself. Trusting in yourself and confidence. I think that's the foundation. And from that, you can be a better speaker. You can be a better seller and all of that. Yeah, we've actually thought of bringing like Addie's ex-voice coach on the podcast. So if that's something you want to learn about, like how to project your voice and use your voice, we, we can have her on. She was the voice coach for James Wedmore. So she she knows her stuff. She knows yeah, her stuff. She's great. She also has a podcast, Captivate the Room. Mm-hmm. I think that's her podcast. Yeah um but yeah Addie has come a long way from public speaking and sometimes it's also like a weird thing because i've read we've read a little bit about this like how you do public speaking as an introvert and versus extrovert um and introvert extroverts can also like there's a lot of space to improve like with everyone there's a lot of space to improve but yeah there's like different nuances and stuff so depending on where you fall you can like research how you can better do the public speaking thing. Yeah. There's also this channel that we really like, Charisma on Command. Mm-hmm. 
He's a really popular, so you've probably heard about him. So, but he has great videos. Yeah, that we often go back to when we have like an interview or something. And the more you do public speaking and like stuff like this, and get on interviews and you know do all the stuff, the more confidence you will have, and the more charisma, and the more you'll feel confident in camera、yeah. and. Talking on the mic and yeah, we were actually talking to this with our friend. He'll he's actually my cousin. He <laughs> wants to start a podcast, and we were like telling him, <laughs> my cousin, <laughs> that we weren't confident when we first started this podcast. And I'm not, I'm not that happy with the results of the first few episodes. Yeah, like I obviously cringe back a little on certain parts. But I didn't let that stop me because I know that those few episodes are just you know you gotta just get by them and you learn, you listen back to yourself and you improve. But yeah, don't don't get discouraged if you feel like you're not a good speaker and you want to try TikTok or you want to try doing more Instagram reels where you're talking to the camera. I think you just have to start and you'll get better as you go. Yeah, and something that if you guys ever want to like start something new, for example, a podcast or start your TikTok account or whatever it is that requires you to be talking into a camera,、um, something that Ali Abdel says that's really good that I always think about in regards to this podcast is he's always saying like, "Oh, don't worry about your first fifty things that you do." For example, he says it in the context of YouTube videos, so don't worry about your first fifty videos because. They're not gonna be that good, anyways. Like, don't worry about it. Just worry about you know making your skills better and gaining your camera、mm-hmm. confidence and all of that. And then after the fifty videos, okay, well, and now I can worry about、yeah. all the other stuff and like actually be more critical. But before that, just put stuff out there and like try to develop those skills. Yeah, and if you want to feel good about yourself. Go back to a creator you admire. There's probably someone on the internet that you have been watching their videos for a long time. Go back to the first five videos that they made, and they're probably gonna be sucky. Yeah. Like for example, the guy that does tech interviews, the te- the tech guy, MK BHD, MK BHD. Like his first videos were. He started when he was like 11 years old. Yeah. Same as Mr. Beast. Like at least those. Even if you don't watch their content, it's still really freaking impressive, because it's like, what? Like they they trusted themselves enough and they um had the confidence in themselves, and it's just so crazy to see like all their journey and how they really published a lot of stuff <laughs> to get to where they are right now. Yeah, it just shows you the the long journey of of becoming so good. You can't be ignored.、Mm-hmm. And、yeah, he's MK. He's like the biggest YouTuber now.、Yeah. Looking at his first videos, you really wouldn't think that. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we believe these are the skills that are essential and timeless. And we could literally do an entire episode about other skills that are also essential or timeless that could really help you in your business and entrepreneurial journey. Um, but I think these are the most important ones to、yeah. us. So yeah, choose one. Try to learn as much as you can, and then build upon that. Yeah.、And、to recap, we mentioned copywriting, selling, building relationships, and public speaking. Yes, those are the four that are most important to us, and that we have prioritized in our entrepreneurial journey. And last but not least, we wanted to talk about the third step. 
to become the third factor. The third factor to become so good you can't be ignored. And I think it all comes down to passion. <laughs> it does. It does. I think a lot of people say that having skills is more important than having passion. But I think they go hand in hand because you have to have passion to pour time into your skills. And yeah, I think that you can have a business in something that you know you're good at, but you're not entirely passionate about. Mm -hmm. But I think eventually you will find that thing that yeah. makes you really passionate and makes you sparkle. Yeah, and I think I have a, a little bit of a different take on it in terms of the passion aspect. And it's like your passions in my opinion, I feel like they're developed because my passion four years ago was to have the biggest soap business in, <laughs> in the Caribbean. Our passions have changed. Like you guys can't even imagine. Like we could be all here all day <laughs> talking about how they've evolved. Like, our so, first dream was to have a grocery shop, a zero waste grocery shop. We've had a lot of dreams, you know. The point that I want to get across is that when you put yourself in the situations where you're learning skills that you didn't, you don't even think you're gonna use you know just put yourself out there and learn some new stuff and then i feel like your passions will be developed through mm -hmm. that and you can like pick and choose what you like and create your unique set of skills and you know pick up those skills and just yeah do your own thing so sometimes if you feel like you don't have a passion for anything don't let that freak you out like just follow an interest You first have an interest before you have a passion. Mm -hmm. And that leads you like curiosity. The more curiosity you have a topic about something that kind of tells you that you have a little bit of passion in there. We just wanted to touch on passion real quickly. You guys know what passion is. So <laughs> we don't need to explain it that yeah. much. There's something I wanted to share with you guys before we leave. You're gonna read a quote. I'm gonna read a quote, guys go ahead this is a quote that it's from a, the book i have been reading courage is the way and i think it ties in a little bit with the episode we had last week about what was it five, yeah trusting yourself and the ways to regain trust in yourself and i really like this so i wanted to share it with you guys you know in this in this day <laughs> so the quote is by ryan holiday as i mentioned and it says don't worry whether things will be hard because they will be instead focus on the fact that these things will help you this is why you needn't fear them our bruises and scars become armor our struggles become experience they make us better they prepared us for this moment just as this moment will prepare us for the one that lies ahead and i think that also ties into what we talked about today and how we've said that our passions have evolved so much And I think that every time we learned a new skill or a new thing or, you know, we put ourselves in a different situation to learn something new that always illuminated the path that was forward and what was the next interest that we were attracted to or what was the next step we were curious to take. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that quote. It really resonated with me. I don't know. I really liked it. I really liked it as well. Hmm. And it was perfect for today's topic. Um, so yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you enjoyed it, go send it to a friend that you think might get some value from this conversation. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.